The following interview with Todd Mill was taken from our Talking Wealth show on Flix. That's F-L-I-X-X dot net. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Welcome back to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and I hope you're enjoying our Talking Wealth shows. We've got a great one for you today, and because uh, the market's been just so interesting with President Trump, news about his health, etc., etc., it's going on. I mean, we're bombarded on our TV screens at the moment, and it just seems like it's just on a continuous loop, the same information. Uh, but we are looking at getting a new guest on for you today. We've got tightwadtodd.com, or Todd Miller, who's the money coach, so watch out for him in a minute. I'll flip to him shortly but also tomorrow Janine's going to do her take on the world markets and of course with what's going on with Trump saying hey we're not going to do a stimulus package till after the election it can affect the market but I don't think the market's going to be rising strongly up into it it may just be a little bit more drifting down as we expect but watch out for that later in my show I'm going to bring up the Dow the S&P really do give you my thoughts on that and uh, today as I said we're going to get into Tightwad Todd and who's our money coach and he's going to give you some great thoughts so let's take it away with Todd. Well, it continues to be very interesting times around the world, and indeed more so in the USA and the government. There just wants really everybody to spend their money and support the economy. So, But today we have a, a great guest that can share some light on what you need to do with your money. His name's Todd, and he on his website, he says that he's a thrifty saver and the founder of this website, tightwadtodd.com. I, like, I love the name tightwadtodd. Dot com. It's a fantastic name. He's a lifelong student of personal finance and become financially free at 35. Now, if you've never had any money left at the end of the month, then Todd must be your guy. So I'd like to welcome you to Talking Well, our show, Talking Well Show, Todd, Todd Miller. How are you today, Todd? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm happy to be here. Well, we've been we've been looking forward to this for a couple of weeks, Janine and I. Now, Janine's with me today, and I know she's got a question for you. What would you like to ask, Todd? Janine? Oh yes, um, this is a big one, Todd, on budgeting. So I, I guess that in the current climate, with uh, job losses and people being concerned about their financial futures, I guess this is probably a huge area for a lot of people right now. And I, and Dale and I have a history of explaining to people that this is one of the most important areas for them to get sorted if they're going to trade for themselves, trade for a living, because they need to work out what their expenses are and fully understand what their costs are before they, say, quit their job and go out on their own. So I just wondered what your input to that would be and perhaps some advice you could give them. Yeah, certainly. So money really starts with having a plan. And the way most people have a plan for their money is through a budget. 
And there's three real main pieces to a budget, and that's going to be your income, your expenses, and then what most people have left over, their savings or lack thereof. So it's really just taking a look at all of these pieces of the puzzle and seeing how they all fit in and seeing what you can do to maximize the income and reduce your expenses to help grow your savings and then use that savings to invest and to grow and, and prepare for your future. Mm. And do people find it really challenging to set up a budget? Uh, a lot of people do have, have trouble not necessarily setting one up. It usually has to do with sticking to the budget. You know, it's easy for, for a lot of people to get sidetracked and to be out of the store and, you know, find some new shiny object that they want and have no problem, you know, spending all their money on it and, and completely forgetting about the budget and their goals. So do you think with COVID and people not wanting to go to the shops as much potentially that there's this huge opportunity for you um, to help people to stick to their budgets? Uh, I think that's part of it. I think, um, you know, more people are stuck at home, but they're also shopping more online. And there's been a lot of studies that have been done that actually shopping online uh, creates more reward centers in the brain than shopping wow. in a store. Because mm. when you actually shop online, you kind of get, get the rush when you hit, hit the buy now button. And then you get another rush when the package comes to your door. So they're actually finding that shopping online may be a little bit more addictive than go, just going to the store to buy a product. I think that maybe your money coach needs to expand into what's missing in your life, if that's how you're feeling. <laughs> I think I'm turning off the internet at my house now after you've said that. <laughs> but uh, can, I, can I just take a sort of a bit of a back step now? Obviously, you know, we've recognised that now more than ever, people really do need to look after their money and, and use it wisely because... We have less financial stability right now. I know the, the financial, the, the debt levels in the US are very, very high per capita, but individual debt is quite high. I know a lot of people aren't saving money. I know a lot of people run out of money before they run out of week. It's very high there. <laughs> but obviously what your job is, you're a money coach. And so how do you help people? I mean, it's more than just setting up a budget, but how do you actually take somebody that could be in financial distress um, and help them to get out of that and obviously move forward in their life? Yeah, so a money coach is a lot different than other financial professionals. Uh, we're not trying to sell necessarily products or anything like that. We're more focused on someone's behavior because it usually is the behavior that is driving these money troubles that someone's having in their life. So my real goal is to understand what people are doing, how they're using their money, and to help change those behaviors so that they can have more money at the end of the month and, uh, and be able to pursue their goals. Hmm. Well, what's a typical sort of person that would come to you? Like, what's their situation? Yeah, so my, my typical client is living, you know, paycheck to paycheck, um, doesn't have a lot of money left over at the end of the month, pays a lot of late fees on credit cards and, you know, bank overdraft fees and things like that. Um, and they're just, they're just, you know, not able to get ahead. It's just a perpetual cycle that they just can't get out of. And, you know, I find it really rewarding to work with those kind of people and to help make a difference in their life so that they can, they can find out that there is another way that they can do things differently uh, in order to live more fulfilled lives. Mm, I know, I know for years in the nineties, I was where I was working, I was helping a lot of people like 
I know anywhere 60 to 100 people would come into my office and we talk a bit about you know um, their situation, their financial situation. And I found the average, the average person coming in was sort of that sort of 40 to 55, probably not even 35, but around that 40 to 55. And they had a few kids and they got into these bad habits, you know, and their credit cards were spiraling up. Um, they were paying lots of interest. They, they weren't getting on top of their housing loans, etc. And they were, they were seriously running out of money before they were running out of, out of work. Now, what I found is a lot of people, they just don't understand money and they didn't understand how interest works. They didn't understand how some of the accounts works. Are you finding the same sort of thing still? Oh yeah, hundred percent. A lot of people, you know, when they first take out a credit card, for example, they don't understand that, you know, they, they're going to have to repay that money with interest and that how fast that interest grows. And if they're not paying those bills off every month and that just compounds and then it just, it makes harder and they're digging themselves a ditch and it just, it's hard to get out of for a lot of people. Um, so that's, yeah, that's why we're, we're you know, really focused on people's spending behavior and, and following this budget so that that doesn't happen. Or if it does happen, then we can come up with a plan to really help them get out of it. So mm. can, I just, can I just ask what makes people actually come to you? What, so, I mean, for a start, they haven't got money. Um, and, that, and and how do they even think, oh, I need to find a money coach? Yeah, a lot of them just realize that they need to make a change in their lives. They've been, you know, living this perpetual rat race for so long um, and they're just not getting ahead and not getting anywhere. Um, and a lot of people, you know, do think that it, it's going to be, um, you know, quite an investment in a money coach. Mm -hmm. But honestly, the amount of, of time that a coach can save someone far outweighs the cost. Time is by far our most valuable asset. So anything that, that you can do to save time, um, you know, you're, you're going to come out ahead and it's going to be way more important than any money that you spend. So when you say time is the most valuable asset, can you explain that a bit further? Yeah. Um, so we're all, you know, humans. So our time is limited. We're, we're only going to be on earth for so long. Uh, I learned that from, you know, a, a relatively young age. Um, you know, my dad uh, passed away when I was in my 30s or in my 20s. And, and that really kind of hit me hard and realized that I really needed to pursue my goals and my dreams because nothing's promised. Um, that, you know, you, you can be here one day and gone the next. So um, there's always ways to go out and make more money. Um, but you're never going to be able to find ways to generate more time. Now, there's ways that you can use money in order to save yourself time. Um, you know, you could hire somebody to, you know, clean your house for you or cut your grass or something like that. And that's essentially what a money coach does for you as well. But just from a financial side of your life is they come in, they take a look at your finances and look at some ways that maybe help you reduce the interest rate on some of your debt or to restructure the way that you're spending in order to help you save some more money. Yeah, so that's to get to the point of retirement sooner or to get to the point of fi financial independence? What is that? In terms of the timeline, you're trying to reduce their timeline. That's what you're trying to do, is it? Yeah. So mm -hmm. essentially, I want to reduce their timeline to help them achieve their goals quicker. Yep. And my goal was financial independence. That's not necessarily someone else's goal. Um, but I, I personally believe that a lot of people are stuck in jobs that they necessarily don't love and that it's not their true passion in life, that they're kind of doing it because they have to, they have to pay the bills, they have a family to support. 
Um, but if, you, if they decide to pursue financial independence, then, you know, I think that that'll be a, a very rewarding thing for them in the end. And that they'll be able to pursue these passions and spend more time with their friends and family and, and money will not be as big of a concern as it is for them now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, to me, it's like when I was when I was helping people back in the 90s, I found that people were frozen out of they had a lot of fear. And they, f they had a lot of fear around money. And I know money mindset is one of the topics that you talk about. And I'd love to talk about it in another, uh, another sh uh, interview with you. So I want to try and leave that one for today. But I know a lot of people when they came to me and they were like, oh, I don't know what to do. And, and they're fearful of leaving the job to get a better one that pays more money because it's always that, well, what if I make the wrong decision? Or um, they feared trying to do something else with their money in case they get it wrong because they're they've got that mindset that they don't have enough. And so they're, they're, they're contracting rather than going, what can I do? And I think sometimes just finding those first one or two or three steps really just starts to free people up. Is, is that what you experience um, with your clients? 100%, yeah. Usually once you get the ball rolling, then they start seeing the positive changes that are being made. It's kind of like uh, Dave Ramsey's um, yeah. <laughs> debt snowball, you know, it's, it's once the ball starts rolling and they start to see that, hey, this actually works. This isn't just, you know, something that somebody made up that it works and that they're seeing the positive changes, then, you know, they kind of jump, you know, 100% on board and, and they're ready to go. And they're a lot more, you know, dedicated to the, to the pro mm -hmm. process of budgeting and saving and building a future. Yeah, yeah, I know when, when I, sorry, Janine, um, I, I know when I had people in front of me and they said, oh, you know, I don't think you can help me, you know, I, you know I'm really, really um, um, studious with my money and, and careful. I don't really think you're going to be able to help me get out of it. And, you know, and, you know, you know, but I'll let you try. And I, and I start opening up their situation. And I never found a couple or an individual that I couldn't save the money and work, rework things so they would free up money uh, reduce their expenses and really start to get on top of it and and from the sounds of it you're you're pretty much the same oh yes yeah i'd agree with you there um, a lot of people you know are maybe afraid to ask for help or like you said maybe they're insecure about sharing their finances and letting somebody peek inside and know what's going on behind closed doors but I would say 95 times out of 100, you know, there's a lot of things that I can help people do in order to save money. Um, and in a lot of instances, you know, that helps free up their time, too. Um, it's just acknowledging that, hey, it does take a little bit, little bit of courage to allow somebody into that side of your life. But, you know, almost 100 percent of the time I'm able to make a difference for them. Yeah. I mean, if, if they can save 10 percent of their their income, that's worth 100% of their income essentially because that's all they've been able to put away for themselves because everything else has gone to funding other people's wealth by paying all those expenses. Um, so like for a trader, for example, a trader needs to, if they want to learn to generate an income from the market and give up their employment, which is something we've been talking about on the show previously uh, and on our, on our shows in Australia we talk about as well when we're encouraging people that they can do it, the budgeting side and being able to save that 10% and put it away for investments is really critical, isn't it? I mean, do you say it should be 10% or should it be more? I mean, what do you aim for? Uh, it's, it's a tough question, you know. Personal finance is a very personal topic for most people. So <laughs> what works for me probably isn't going to work for most other people. 
um, like my, my website says, um, I'm a tightwad, so I have no problem, you know, saving a, a great big portion of the income that I make. That's just kind of what I've ingrained into my head. And in order to achieve my goals, that's what I needed to do. Um, but yeah, I do recommend that most people start out with saving 10 to 15% of their income. And once you kind of start there, you'll start to see it grow. And I think as a lot of people start managing and looking at their finances, then they're naturally going to want to save more and, and increase what they're doing in order to achieve those goals that they're after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is like a snowball effect, isn't it? As people just get little wins, it starts to give them that breathing space or they can actually start to breathe and they think, oh, okay, I've done that, it's starting to work and, and they do a little bit more and that works even better. But what I find is by having proper, or what my experience with people is once they started getting control over their money, it gave them far more freedom and far more time, which is what you've continually kept saying throughout this whole interview. It's like, it's a freeing exercise, not the opposite. And, and I think people should, you know, get out of their comfort zone a little bit and, and talk to people like yourself and saying, well, how do I fix this? Because what do you got to lose? You can either stay where you are, which is a pretty, you know, C-R-A-P-P-Y situation, <laughs> Or you can go and have a chat with Todd and, and or other people like Todd and say, well, how can I fix this? And, and is there a way out for me? And, and it sounds as if there, there very much is. But um, one thing I'd like to ask you is, you know, you, you part of your looking at your website, you know, you retired at 35. I'd like to hear a little bit about your journey to get to where you got to at 35. I reckon it sounds like an interesting journey. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a pretty great, great journey. Uh, for me, it all started in college. I learned about financial freedom at a young age. Um, I read a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and that kind of changed my whole aspect on money and, and life in general. And then I read uh, Four Hour Work Week, and I, and I really thought to myself, so I don't have to work 40 hours a week. I can work a couple hours a week and go have some you know, great experiences along the way. Um, so that really led, led me to pursue uh, personal finance and learn about investing in money and seeing how I could make my money work for me. Um, I really dreamed of living a life where I could travel the world and, and go on all these crazy bucket list kind of adventures and really experience life. I didn't want to be stuck behind a desk and, um, you know, waste some of my best, best years of my life, you know, working at a job that I really didn't particularly care about. You know, most people, when they're on their deathbed, they don't sit back and wish that they would have, you know, worked more time at their office. They wish they would have gone out and done things. And that's, I kind of took that advice to heart. And Mm -hmm. that really drove me into, um, you know, investing and and learning about money so that I could establish all these multiple streams of income and passive income so I could go live my dreams. Sounds Sounds perfect of a nice journey. I mean, I know I was pretty much the same. I mean, I, I pretty much sort of retired at about 39. And, but my, my first book was The Richest Man in Babylon. So, but I have read The Crash Quay Quadrant, and I do like it. But um, I don't know whether you've read The Richest Man in Babylon, but that was, as I said, that was, um, I think that was written in the 30s, I think. Um, and still great. And I still te- teach people or tell people to go out and read that book because there's a, a wealth of knowledge in those books. And I've, look, today's been fantastic. Fantastic, and I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Todd, and I, and I know I want to chat to you again um, about money mindset, how people actually get started, and your, your best money tips. So, but uh, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate your time sharing with these people and showing them how they might be able to get out of the current situation that they may be in in the US at this point in time. But um, take care and stay safe. Thanks for listening. 
This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.